Myers. I'm John Anderson. Meet my co-host, Nick Best, and Akeem Williams. We're going to have some amazing guests on the show. Buckle up tight, because we're going to be talking about the shit you're not supposed to be talking about. We're going to be discussing anything and everything it takes to become a legend of iron. Legends of Iron is brought to you by Muscle Mints. Muscle Mint is the creator of Carnival Pure Beef Protein Icing. Beef builds muscle and Carnivore is the world's number one selling beef protein. And don't forget to try our new Carnivore flavor, Rocket Pop. Oh, damn! Whoa, this is it right here. Wow, is this is protein? Delicious. This is so good to be protein. Woo, we about to change the game with this one. You're gonna love it. Welcome to another edition of Legends of Iron. I am John Anderson. With me always my partners in crime, Nick Best and Akeem Williams. We have got a killer show for you today. We have got one of the greats, no question about it. He has been strong from the jump. And I'm talking about strong from the time he was little. Straight up extreme honors in anything he has ever done strength. We are happy to welcome Jerry Pritchard. Welcome to the show, brother. How are you today? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. <clears throat> absolutely. There's, there's, with, with, a, with a show named Legends of Iron, it would be absolutely silly not to have you on the show Probably more than once. So this is this is round one. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> right on. Well, brother, take us back. I mean, you you started off. You know, you were strong from the beginning, but uh, obviously everybody knows the the Jerry Pritchard of of today, television and whatnot. But talk to us about you know what what was it that inspired you to start and talk to us about some of those early experiences that weren't captured on television. Uh, yeah. So you know. I started, you know, of course, middle school, you know, 13, 14, you know, little weights at the house, you know, playing around like most of us did. And then um, mm -hmm. when I was 15, my, my after my you know, freshman, my first go freshman football, we decided, buddy of mine, we decided at a gym just to go get stronger, bigger, stronger for football. And um, ended up going to a powerlifting gym, Thorbex, which had you know, some history years ago with John Cole and, you know, First guy to squat over oh, 900 wow. pounds. And, yeah, you know, so they had some history <laughs> for, for powerlifting and walked in there literally on a Monday to just start training to get bigger for, and stronger for football. And the guy that ran it was a, a powerlifter time. He was, you know, I think he's still ranked top 50 for 165s, 148s. Had a almost 700-pound pull back in the 80s. But uh, he said, I'm putting on a Teenage Nationals this, this Saturday. He's a couple guys from your high school are doing it. You want to do it? And a buddy of mine that went in with me, he wasn't interested. And I said, yeah, sure, what do I got to do? He said, so I got the quick overview of this is how you bench, this is how you deadlift, this is how you squat. I, I, I trained every day of that week. I think I walked in the gym on that Friday before the meet. And he goes, what the hell are you doing here? Said, here to train. He goes, you're doing a meet tomorrow. Get the hell out of here. Go home and eat. Sleep. So he's on the that's so I'm sorry to interrupt you, brother. You, so you're talking about you you didn't know how to lift yet, and you were basically going to this meet. I, I didn't know anything. I said, we, 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 you know, I filmed around at home. I walked, I literally walked in the gym that Monday, and he said, I'm doing a meet Saturday. And, and I got the brief overview how to squat, bench, and deadlift. Trained every day that week except for the Friday. He sent me home. Walked in the meet that Saturday and instantly fell in love with the sport. You know, I up at that point, you know, I'd been around auto racing and then it had done football. And then I did that first powerlifting meet and it was something love. Like this, this is cool. This is, this is all on me. You know, football, you can have the best game of your life and quarterback or somebody else has a bad game. You guys lose, you know, powerlifting, strong man, anything with strength athletics, it, it's, it's all on you. You, you get what you put in the sport, you know, you see the yeah. results mm -hmm. and, uh, but I instantly loved it. And uh, probably one of the best things I always said that happened to me is a couple of guys yeah. that from my high school did that meet. And uh, back then you had to have a qualifying total to go to Junior Olympics. And I didn't hit the qualifying total, but those guys did. And it, it pissed me off. So I, I, I spent every day 
you know, in the gym, I didn't miss that next year. And then uh, the next year I, I qualified for Junior Olympics, went three times as a teenager, won gold three times. And then the powerlifting you know, on away for strongman. But yeah, that was my uh, kind of trial by fire. Just got in throat through right in my first meet, literally after a week in the gym. And uh, like instantly fell wow. short. And then in overweight, I had the chance to do uh, found a, a strongman here in town. And then uh, so I went and you know did the strongman and, and a buddy of mine that we we trained together forever. We had I kind of implemented some strongman movements into our powerlifting training because we were seeing some results. So how old are you now? Are you, are you still 16 and starting to move into strongman at 16 or is a little time passed? No, so that was 96. I was 15 when I started powerlifting. And Excuse me, 15. Powerlifting. <laughs> and I've always done a 15. And then, um, yeah, no, in uh, 08, so I was 27, 28 when I started strongman. Now, now, now question. Um, question at your at your first meet. Yeah. Do you remember the total in terms of your bench, your squat, your deadlift? So I believe I benched about one sixty five, squat is somewhere about two forty, mm -hmm. and deadlift is three eighty. In wow. my very first, first meet. And that's that's and, uh, somebody that's never done that before. Yeah. That's crazy. It was about probably about one ninety seven, two hundred pounds, two hundred one somewhere in there. Yeah. And then uh, deadlift right in my yeah. Well, yeah, I grew up in a fab yeah. shop, moving steel around my dad's fab shop. So deadlift kind of came mm -hmm. natural, you know, picking something heavy up. Like, yeah. Oh, this, this, well, that's, this is this is this is a great this is a great kind of <laughs> understanding of why you became such a monster deadlift. I mean, hands down, yeah. one of the best de deadlifters on the planet. You know how it yeah. was even developed before you touched the bar, carrying around metal <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the fabrication shop. What kind of stuff yeah. were you carrying around like? Like big awkward pieces of metal that you'd even translate perfectly yeah, strong. You know, pieces of equipment, you know, just heavy pieces of, of, of steel around the shop, just you know, the welding cylinders, you know, everything. I, I started working in the fab shop. I grew up in a fab shop, but I literally started working in the fab shop when I was twelve. Mm. So oh, wow. you know, I was moving around steel all the time. Mm. And then, you know, we did you know, race cars. You know, it didn't become a you know a joke at the at the racetrack. If we were changing the tire, I'd grab the front of the sprint car and pick it up. And just, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, there's a we don't need a, we don't need a jack. We we've, we've got Jerry. Don't just pick the car. <laughs> That's beautiful. I've got, I've got just, came, just came natural. Um, just like you know, just working, you know. Mm. And then just you know, it's obviously evolved from there through the years. But so let's go back to the to that early part of powerless. You did your first meet literally after a week of training. You must have yeah. obviously let's let's fast forward one year. So what did you do that following year for the qualifier? How much progress had you made in a year from fifteen to sixteen? So I believe I, I pulled somewhere around five hundred pounds. Um squatted, wow. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> and probably high threes somewhere in there. And ben, bench was always always hot behind for me. I was I was tall, lanky, long arms. So bench always took a while for kind of bench to come along, but deadlift climbed pretty fast. Because mm. uh, I think when I, I was, remember the last Junior Olympics I did, I think I, I pulled somewhere around 675. And two weeks later, I did a nationals in California, pulled 705. And that was about God 18. Damn. God wow. damn. You're, so you're a 700 pound deadlifter as a teenager. <laughs> Is that correct? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that we're, yeah. That's got to fit into yeah. some crazy, crazy record. record I mean, yeah, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. I don't think I've mm -hmm. ever heard of an 18-year-old pulling 17 or 700 pounds. I mean, do you know, Jerry, is that some sort of – that's probably some record yeah. that's going to be locked away for decades to come. Yeah, I don't think that's too many. Yeah. God dang. So at this time, how tall are you at this point? Um, about almost the height that I, I, I am now. I, I got a big growth spurt around seventh, seventh grade, grew a little bit through eighth. By the time I was a freshman, I've been about the same height since – Big thing is just gain weight. It's like I, my freshman year, I was about almost 200 pounds. I walked into my sophomore year about 215, 220. Then my junior year is when I really put on some weight. I walked into 265. Then I started my senior year, I was 275. And then I graduated oh at 298. I was trying to get to 300 pounds before I graduated. I, I did hit 300 <laughs> pounds the week after graduation. Dude, you were like a high school coach's dream. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Except, except I had a very bad attitude by the end of my high school, so I didn't get along with football coaches too well, unfortunately. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was part of, you know, you know in, in the gym, you know, by the time, you know, I was a junior, I was the strongest guy in the powerlifting gym. So, mm. you know, for oh, a wow. football coach to, to yell and try to intimidate me, it wasn't going to work. Yeah. You yeah. Know, <laughs> so it wasn't right. my, my senior year, one football coach, he, he was an honorary bastard, and we, we finally saw eye to eye. He, he literally got in front of me one, one practice and was like, hit me. I'm like, this guy doesn't want me to hit me. He was just, just, a, just an honorary Irishman. And I kind of half-assed, kind of come off the ball and popped him, and he goes, I said hit me. And after about the third time of him yelling at me, I, I, I laid into him pretty hard. And he went back about five yards. I remember the lineman coach caught him. And as soon as he caught him, he goes, yeah, that's how you hit. And I'm like, so we, we, we got along fine. So the other coaches truly caught him. He and him got along fine. We had an understanding, you know. So like he would he would he would kind of handle me then you know the other coaches didn't even bother at that point. But but I learned a lot of that. He got in front of me, took a pretty big hit from and, and I started my senior year, I was two seventy five and by far the strongest guy in the gym. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. So, so he, obviously he, you're playing football, but you really were in love with weight training, correct? Yeah. I said yeah, you know, I Football is what took me into the gym, but once I did that first meet, I was, I was there for to for powerlifting and and, and stronger. Uh, um, then that was that was that was my love then, and then football was just kind of really going through motions. I was good at football, had the opportunity to, to really probably carry it further, but um, I just didn't have the inter- interest in going to school and carry, you know, and I just wanted to lift at that point too. So every time I I get done with the football season, I'd be kind of pissed off about what I lost you know from what I went into the season and uh mm-hmm. you know it was like you know, you know how it is you know Dick you play football and that you know yep. you know you're here going in and come time you come out after all that you know season you you know your lifts go down so yeah. like every every week yeah. of a season you know I catch back up to get where I was at you know and mm-hmm. so kind of when I was done with football I was like just full more power right back crazy bro so Check this out. So when I think of the two of us in high school, we were like the polar opposites. You were the guy that I was dreaming to be, but I was just this pathetic little fat sucker that hadn't hit puberty yet. So here's a question. So when, when I was getting picked on and getting stacked on the lockers, were you part of the people that came to save me or part of the people that were stacking me on the lockers? Which, which group were you in? <laughs> uh, maybe save or I just let you defend yourself. I don't know. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be the one stacking on the lockers, though. I, I didn't okay, good. That I just think I just take any right on. It. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go out to bully or mess with anybody. As long as you didn't give me shit, yeah. we didn't have any problems. Mm, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and like well, the guys, you know, like like you know, other, you know, guys my age, we had I had really zero problems in high school. Um, yeah, ones that I didn't get along with was football coaches because you know, you know, especially back then. You know how football coaches how they taught at that level was trying to intimidate guys. Mm-hmm, you know, which yeah. a lot of guys mm-hmm. it, it worked. Well, it didn't work for me. You know, I, was, I said I, was, I I trained with you know seasoned powerlifters in in a powerlifting gym, that, and I was the strongest there. So, you know, some football coach that you know is act like he had some kind of football career is going to you know try to intimidate me. It was that wasn't <laughs> well? You got to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy brother so i mean you it's so you you really i mean you came out of the gate as a beast you've been a beast your whole life man it's this so obviously yeah. power lift is here you you did well but love yeah, power I, lift I, I, you I, said I you really dedicate for all of it too go ahead i'm sorry brother yeah i dedicate all just growing up in the fab shop just, you know watching you know my old man mm-hmm. my old man worked 16 17 hour days that was nothing you know back then you know, in, in, in the fab shop. So I, I you know, everything I've done through, you know, strength athletics, I, I owe to that upbringing in that fab shop, you know, that hard work, that's, you know, because I mean, you know, this cool, this, brother. This, this, you know, moving iron and strong man and powerlifting, not easy, you know, you're, you're beat up and, you know, it, 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 it's not for the faint of heart to do it. So you have to have that toughness going into the sport to, to be good at it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
So you said you turned the corner of Strongman in, in, in the mid-90s. So kind of talk to us how, as obviously there was a period before you started hitting the TV, talk to us, talk us through the timeline before you kind of made it to the, to the, the elite. Yeah, so I did the first Strongman in uh, 2008. It was, it was quite a while after I started powerlifting. I just, you know, you know, back then there wasn't social media or anything you know, to, to find out where, you know, things were. I mean, back when I you know, started powerlifting, you guys know, know that how you found out about meets was in the back of Powerlifting USA. You know, yeah. looking at the, at the back and see who posted a, 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 what meets were coming up. You know, you didn't go on social media and, and you know, see who had a meet, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, I was just way monthly watched, magazine, you know, and so I, I, I didn't see where I was at here. You know, Phoenix, there was just nothing going on for Strongman at the time, and so I really didn't know how to get into it. You know, and then it wasn't so it wasn't, it wasn't until 2008 there was a uh, one a local one here in town that I jumped into and, and did it. And at the, at the time, I was I was actually in kind of. For a while, I even kind of really backed off power. Still powerlifting, but not as serious. I, I started. I was grew up on race cars, and I wanted to always want to drive a sprint car. So I, I built my own sprint car, and I was I was started racing at the time. I was still doing a little bit of powerlifting, Ooh. and then that strongman you came out. You drove a sprint car, and uh, so I think I'm gonna, you know, go. yeah, how, how did you, how did you fit into yeah, a sprint car, brother? How, how did you how did you get in there? Did the like the top of the roll cage very come tight. on? At, to at get the time, in. I was. <laughs> Very tight. How big was the track? Was it like a three-eighth of a mile or a quarter mile or a half mile? Because those turns come up stupid fast uh, so on a three-eighth of a mile track. Yeah, we're primarily uh, three-eighth mile. Then we have the one track here's a half mile. Yeah. So you're going 90 miles yeah. an hour in a car with a stagger. With a, Did you have the wing or the no wings on the front? I, re I ran non-wing. So you don't stick to the ground as well either. That's nuts. Yeah, dude. no. Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. I've hopped yeah, back. Well, the, the, first, the first strongman I did in 08, I had my truck and trailer in the parking lot. And after the yeah. comp, I drove to the racetrack and raced that night. And I, I tell the story because about halfway through the main event, we had a yellow flag. And my, my fucking back is killing me. And I remember looking at the shoulder yeah. harness so I could try to stretch the feet. My back's fucking killing me for the strongman. And we're putting along. Well, when you're up speed, you didn't, the adrenaline, you don't feel it, you know? So the, the yeah. light blinks, pull the lap belts back down, and then there you go. Then adrenaline's up, you don't really notice it. But man, I could wait for that race to be over with. My back was killing me. Especially first, first strongman I had done. And then to the, get strapped in the seat that night to race, and <laughs> it was rough. That's crazy. So you, so you did your first strongman competition. Kind of talk us through the, the strong the strongman timeline. So yeah, so I was May of '08. I did that first one. I did another one in New Mexico, and, and I was I was second. I was really losing them based because of stones. I did I never touched stones. And I remember the first one I did like chalked up. Cup the stone, 300 pound stone, just set it over the bar. And I remember that the guys that had ran it they came over, they go, You can't do that. So, what do you mean I can't do that? I just did it. And they said, You're going to tear a bison. You can't, you can't do that shit. You know, so then they kind of show me some techniques <laughs> on how to do it. You know? So, I did the next one in New Mexico. And again, a second, I lost on the damn stone. So, then it was like, All right, I, I got to make a stone. So, we made, we made a couple stones, you know. And then I did another one. And then at the time, it was, I really couldn't financial spot I was in I really couldn't afford to be racing and uh, so it was and the strong man that started and I was like I think if I dedicate myself to this park the race car and go full you know training focus on strongman I can do this so that's mm -hmm. what I did I, I parked the sprint car and then I went to the nationals in 08 I actually met Nick there he probably doesn't remember I mm -hmm. was in a pool with uh, yep. JJ was a baby back then, yeah, yep. at yep. Uh, Van Hatfield's Nationals, and uh, yep, we went there, and you know, I'm thinking, I think I'll do okay, and I think I was like 15th, you know, but uh, zero to 280 log, but but every one I did, I just kept, I learned, like okay, now I got to do this, now I got to work on this, you know, so I just evolved from there, 
So that was that was a way. I did you know more amateur one after another for the next couple of years, and then at the end of '09, I did California Strongest Man, and I won every event. And so I finally kind of okay, I feel like I covered the the amateur yeah. level. And Old mm -hmm. Hogden let me do the Fit Expo in January of '10. I competed with Nick and those guys there, yeah. and that was the first pro show I did there. And then uh, 2012, I won. Nick's Sin City that was a Giants Live qualifier. Went to my yeah. first Giants Live, mm -hmm. qualified for World Strongest Man in 2012. And then uh, mm -hmm. that next January, I won the Fit Expo in 13, and that put me on the Arnold stage for the first time at, in Columbus. Yep. And then just this ball from there. Mm. That's yep. crazy. That's a that's a you great can't. progression, brother. You you uh, yep. I mean you climbed to the top quick, and you're one of those guys that was a, you know, there's a lot of guys that did well and and say uh, world strongest man, but not at the Arnold. You're one of those guys that did well in both, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I always loved the Arnold. Yeah. I loved the the, heavy, the the Terry Todd. You know, the old school Arnold heavy. I I I love that. I I still think 2017 was the last of the heavy year of, of the Arnold. You know, we, we had the 1140 frame up the ramp, the two goes of the yoke, the second yoke was 1565, the max deadlift the next day on the elephant bar, I pulled the 1031, we had the 430 Austrian Oak that night for reps, I mean, that, that was a heavy year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's an understatement. Yeah. Heavy yeah. years, super heavy years. Heavy years, yeah, I mean, all those years were heavy, but I think, honestly, in my opinion, that was the last of the really heavy, where everything was heavy. You know, they still have a heavy event here or there, you know, but like, I mean, everything was heavy. I mean, that, that, I mean day one was the 1140 yoke or the, the 1140 frame and then frame. two yokes, the 1300 and then the 1565. That was day one. And then you come in Saturday <laughs> for the max elephant bar deadlift. You know, yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, that's some talk about some serious spine compression in day one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I so, love it. what was the most fun you've had on the deadlift in a strongman contest? Oh, great question, Nick. I want to hear this. Uh, you know, probably that one with JF and I and the Hummer tire at at the Shaw Classic, that first Shaw Classic. Um, man, the, the energy in that room that day with with him just him and I just going kind of tit for tat on going on the Hummer tire. And then, you know, we, we broke the world record. Then we, we chipped it. We broke it again. And then we finally got the 1,200. And, and, and it was, you know, one of those things, too, kind of like when I pulled the 1031 at the Arnold. It was on a day you, you never think something like that would happen. It was on day two. We drove up to Shaw's Mountain Gym to, to do day two after a heavy day one. You know, as you figure, I mean, deadlifts probably won't be very high. And it was just one of those days, you know, that – you know, guys were it all dropped out, and then JF and I are just going one after another, you know, just chipping each other, you know, just just, just fun. And then, you know, the whole room, you know, and all the guys, you know, we just it's turned into you know fans, and the whole room's going nuts, you know, and the, the energy was yeah, it was, it was fun, it was cool. Yeah, was cool. you could you could cut that shit with a knife when that stuff shows up, you know, it's like it's oh, just yeah. mm -hmm. it, those are those moments that you just it's like you. You're, you just you cherish those moments for the rest of your life, and they come so out of nowhere. Just like you said, you nobody was thinking that day was going to turn out to be the way it was, and look what happened, man. Yeah, well, it was, you know, when I pulled the, the 31 at the Arnold and 17, day two, I remember warming up, and it just didn't feel good. The hamstrings were really tight. I, really, I was afraid I was going to tear a hamstring. I put it 921. It moved okay, but like hamstrings just won't let go. They were really tight. So we went go easy, so we went like nine sixty something. Saying it moves okay, but like the hamstrings, just I mean, like I'm pulling cautious because I'm like I'm I'm gonna lose the hamstring. I'm I, like I knew it. And then so I look at the training partner and we're like, what do you think? Well, let's go, let's go conserve. So I'm like nine eighty one. Pull nine eighty one. All of a sudden, everything opened up. Felt great. And we're walking over to him. I go, dude, we wasted it. We wasted the third attempt. Like. Now we're good. And then that's when Jan Todd walked over. She goes, you want to go with the rap? 1031? I'm like, sure. Let's go. And like I said, right one thing, like, you told me that Friday night, there's no way. That's the way I felt Friday night after day one, you know. But there's yeah. little things, just, you know, get more and more pulls in, and everything starts getting a little better and a little better. Get loose, mm -hmm. yeah. And everything opens up. It goes, it goes back to 
it goes back to carrying shit around to the fab shop, brother. Your post here chain yeah. would have been built from the time you were a youngster, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's really cool, brother. Yeah. That's really cool. So, so now, one of the things oh, that, go ahead. Go ahead. So well, one of the things we really try to do on the show is really inspire the listeners, you know? So talk to us about, I'm, I'm sure, as we all know, in any highly competitive career, there's always those, those hurdles, those obstacles that you got to get past. Talk to you yeah. about one that you went through that you were able to climb over, but it was a challenge and, you know, you get through it and you're like, man, that was the best. So, you know, when you, when you finally get over that big hurdle, it's the best thing that ever happened to you. You know, it's probably a multitude of those in, in your career to share one with us so we can kind of inspire some of our listeners here. Oh, man. It's been a bunch of You go from injuries <laughs> to kinds yeah. of um, you know, I'll go back to when, when, I, when I started. Because this guy hear this a lot with you know, a lot of your lifters, you know, and with strong strongman, whatever it is, you know, I get they get a lot of uh, I can't, you know, I can't have this, I have that, yeah. whatever, you know. I really had no business competing, you know. I couldn't afford it, but the financial position I was in at the time, you know, things I had going on in life, I, I shouldn't have been doing it, but it was what I was going to do no matter what. Mm -hmm. You know, and I can remember going yeah. to a program in Dallas, like in 09. I had $70 in my pocket. I got there, got a ride to the, the hotel. It cost me 60 bucks to get from the hotel to the thing. I got $10 left. And I talked to the hotel and to let me check in to promise that the next day I'm going to have money in my car because I'm going to get a check direct deposit in. So they finally let me check into Motel 6, so where the cheapest hotel I'm at, you know, I could find. I go to the Denny's, ordered like the pick Grand Slam thing to get some food the night before the contest. And uh, you want a drink? I'm like, how much is a drink? They're like, we'll give you water. I'm like, okay. This is being there and I'm competing the next day, you know? But I, I didn't think twice about it. Like, that's what I was going to do no matter what. So yeah. I, if, if it's something you really want, you'll make it happen no matter yeah. what it is. Whether it's injury, financial, whatever it was, you know? I, I just made it happen. Yeah, I remember another program I did in, uh, in the next year in, in uh, Orlando. I couldn't afford to go at all. And uh, I had a buddy of mine who worked at a, a gym, and he, he said, like, literally a few weeks before, he said, hey, they, they need this pull-up bar rig made. You want to do it? I'm like, yeah. Literally, I, I took the side job, went to my dad's shop, stayed up to, like, 2 o'clock in the morning for a couple nights to finish this thing so I could get the money to buy my airline ticket, and book the trip to go to the program because um, I, like I said, I, I was whatever it took to get there. Like, whatever I got to yeah, do, yeah. you know. Yeah. So wow, uh, you want that, you make it happen. brother? That that is that is totally awesome and extremely inspiring. Because let me tell you, there's like you, you hit it on the head. There are too many I can'ts, and when you really want to, you find a way, you know. Yeah. And that's too. I mean, especially I love the the story where you're ordering something off the menu and you're asking how much a drink is and they're going to give you free. I mean, you were literally watching. Yeah, every they, they felt sorry for me. They're like, yeah. we'll give you <laughs> and I, and I love the part about you convinced the person at the hotel to let you in. Cause you were going to get, you're going to prize yeah. them at a direct deposit in the next day. <laughs> so it was, it was ever, I mean, you, it wasn't even like you were even guaranteed in a hotel. You had to even maneuver to get into your hotel. That makes it no. even better. I fucking yeah. love it, dude. Yeah, well, I was close to sleeping outside that night. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How did, how, did, how did you do in those contests? Um, I, I, was, I was second in, in, in uh, Dallas. Uh, Crusoe just barely got me on stones. Mm. And oh, then wow. um, those okay. damn stones. And, uh, I think I was probably like fifth in Orlando because I wasn't even really. Training to go, like literally, it popped up last minute. I had the money to go, and like, I'm going to go. You know, yeah. wasn't wasn't prepared for it. You know, it was like because I because I couldn't afford it, so I really wasn't planning on it. And all of a sudden, when the the, the thing came available for me to do the side job to do it, all right, I'll go. You know, and then, and I wasn't ready. Like literally, the week before, I didn't have. They had a 410 stone for reps. I found a guy in town, Ryan Baki. He had one, and I, I ran mm -hmm. up to Ryan's and, and and hit his stone real quick because. I didn't, didn't even have one at the time to train, you know. Like so, but but that's why I hear so much. Like, oh, when when is it? I'm not I'm not gonna be ready. I don't know if I'll do this or that. Like, if you want it bad, you just go. Because like, yeah. everyone you do, you'll learn yeah. something about yourself. 
to make it better. Yep. You know, and yep. just, just go do it. Make it happen. Yeah. You know, that's just what it did. I, brother, I thought I was really, you know, committing Mark, you know, stepping over. I, in the beginning, when I was learning Stroman, I didn't have equipment either. So I was driving like four hours yep. of direction to get to a place that had equipment. So you're driving four hours, three and a half hours, training three, four hours, and driving back home. Yep. But that's, you just did what you had to do. It wasn't a question. Exactly. It, 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 you didn't think twice of it. You just did yeah. it. Yeah. This, this, is, this is the only way to do it. So it's time to figure out how to do it. You know, there's no plan, no plan B, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's I, the way I it's think, always been through anything, whether it's through injuries or anything. I just, whatever I got to do to get through it, I'll get through it. You know? What's, what's the nastiest, nastiest injury that's plagued you so far? <sighs> right now he's been the one going into worlds last year with these hips. I tore, torn labrums in both hips going into World's Strongest Man last year. Um, between that and the, and the bulges and low backs, most most pain I've ever been through. That, that was yeah. that was a rough go. Wow. Yeah, that was. Yeah, drag, I, drag, noticed, I noticed you bring your deadlift sure. technique in. You brought What's your that? feet in a lot. I noticed yeah, I, you brought your feet in a lot. My, my hips can't take the wide right now. Um, so just to, in order to save the hips, whether healing because I've had uh, five bone marrow treatments, I have one on my shoulders and two in each hip. No shit. I mean, just you know, it's moving iron since '96, so it shits a little wore out. You know, <laughs> yeah. So yes. Trying to just build everything up. So right now, in order to save the hips, I, I brought the, the the stance in, which has been a big change because I I got a lot of power off the floor with that that white that push, but it, it right. it's getting better. So getting better, better. But yeah, again, I mean, it, whatever it takes, like, what do I got to do to get it done? This, uh, this right now is what it's, what I got to do. So I'll move the stance in, save the hips. That's it. <clears throat> that's it. Whatever it takes, baby. That's that's yeah. some inspiring shit, brother. <clears throat> that's good stuff. That's really good stuff. I'm sorry, Nick. I, I interrupted you. What were you going to say, brother? You had a question, and I cut you off somehow. Well, that was it about the about bringing the stance <laughs> in and the hips and yeah, yeah, everything yeah, else. Yeah. And then so yeah. it's like bringing them in that 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 much more narrow um you can you can bring your hands in though quite a bit too so that's going to help in areas when you go to lock out and stuff like that yeah, so it's kind of so give, give and take i i lose i, I lose the, that power i got from that that big wide Pull push off the floor but i'm gaining actually getting the reaction of the bar now which i, I didn't get yeah. before because i was so wide yeah so yeah it's a little bit of a give and take. Yeah. 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 You, I understand. You feel that. you feel like that, you know, moving your feet in, is it is it is it really doing a lot to save your hips? Is it gonna give you kind of another stage in your deadlifting? It is, yeah. It, it's it's allowing the hips to, to, to heal and just it takes the load off. Uh, just that, that wide and because a lot of the problems I'm having with my hip is, is out that wide when the labrums are torn. So mm. it, it's just it's saving that right now, letting those heal. Um, and then, good, and the more I do it, the deadlift's coming back. So it's just feeling pretty good. But you, didn't, didn't you say you had a bulge in your low in your lower back? Doesn't that hurt your lower back? with going to closer stance? Oh um, yeah, I had three three bulges in it last summer. Um, so mm -hmm. after Worlds last summer, I had bone marrow on both hips, shoulders, and then I had a, a procedure called disc seal on the low back to heal those bulges. Okay. Um, yeah. It's it's something like PRP, um, they mix like right. a paste you put in there to where those bulges are to heal them. Gotcha. But they can go into yeah. specific spots. Is that correct? Yep. They put it and right in, like in right where like that jelly's like ripped and leaking out. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and between the discs, they'll put it right in there to seal that back up. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because like PRP, when you do it, it spreads all over the place. That's yeah, this thing makes, it makes it to like local, paint. Right? It's explained to me, so it's getting mm. thicker than PRP, but it's it's. Somewhere around the same process, somewhat. Yeah, uh, yeah brother. How does, how, does it, how does your back feel now? After back feels great. Okay. Back feels great. Okay. Um, still, the, the one, my left hip, it's, it's really good. My right hip is the one that's still kind of coming along. But it, it, was, mm -hmm. it was the worst wear and tear-wise, and there was an impingement in that one. So mm -hmm. it's just a little longer coming along, but it, it's a hell of a lot better than it was. I mean, okay. I, was, I was barely dragging my legs around at Worlds last year. 
Yeah. Well, brother, let's <clears throat> let's shift gears. I I I want to I want to hear all about everybody wants to hear all about the 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 mini me that's coming up. <laughs> You've got a son who's an absolute monster. Yes. So talk to us about him. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. Talk to us about him. How old is he now? He's 11. He's 11. And he's literally like, he's watched and studied the sport since he was a baby. I mean, we, yeah. we'd go out to eat. Yeah. Most kids are playing video games and stuff, and he's watching you know, World's Strongest Man on YouTube. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this, he's he's. I think now like he he literally studies the sport. He can probably tell you more than some of the athletes that are competing about <laughs> past events and and whatnot. But since he was a baby, you know, started walking. He was wanting to lift things. He had a little barbell when he was like a year and a half that I mm-hmm. made him. He was deadlifting, and there's there's a video of him when he was probably one and a half, two years old, doing a load medley with a little push around cars on the couch after watching Worlds. And but he's he's been in the gym since he was six. Mm. And then the last, since he was probably eight, he's been in there. I mean, he trained full time because at four start just going on Saturdays for strongman stuff, and then now he trains with us every day. And he's wow. done several powerlifting meets. He did WABDO Worlds back in uh, October. Deadlifted two seventy five, had three hundred off the ground. Oh my god! Oh my god! Last week he trained with Brian Shaw. And up in his mountain gym, he's got Shaw's big rogue yoke, and yeah. thirty-five things. He goes down and back. I'm like, do you know what you have? He goes, I don't know. So we had to ask. Him. He just picks it up with the thing weighed, and we're like, you got four hundred forty pounds. He goes, oh, it's a PR. <laughs> I mean, PR, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I love it. God. Wow. So he's that, 11 right, right now. So I go, you know what you have there? And he'll go, yeah, I got a 25 there and a 30. Like, I can see that. How much weight do you have? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. He's like, I don't he's know. 11. Pick it up and go. That said, he's 11. How much yeah, is he So he's going to do in, in June in California, he's going to do the Teenage Nationals and go with the uh, 13, 14 over there. Nice. He did uh, – he did one last summer. He went with the thirteen fifteen. It was fourth at ten. Mm. So yeah, he he's got a lot of goals for himself. We'll see. He, he, he wow. thinks he's going to be wow. the youngest to go to Giants Live and the youngest to go to Worlds. So that's that's impressive, it. man. Impressive. We'll wow, very that's impressive. beautiful. It's man. how much does he weigh right now? About 180, 185. and he's eleven years old. <laughs> he's oh my god! <laughs> I, I, I I wasn't one eighty five till I was eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> a big boy. Yeah, same. Seventeen for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So, talk to us a little bit about. Uh, here's an interesting question. Talk to us a little bit about his diet. Let's leave your diet aside. Let's talk about Bubba's diet. <laughs> what are you feeding them? Well, getting the point here pretty soon. That I'm not going to be able to afford for both of us to be pro strongman. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Just, he likes to eat a lot of steak. So. Ah. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he probably eats what what I eat. Like every night after training, we have steak and rice, and so he, he eats primarily what we eat. A lot of, it's pretty much the same stuff. Uh-huh. That's what he likes to eat. So, yeah, he's he's gonna retire. Off. He's gonna he's gonna have you retire pretty soon, man. Yeah, he's gonna have to just afford his diet. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. This must be like, I mean, obviously, you know, he's he was kind of born into this, but for you, this must be like one of the most amazing experiences. You, obviously, you're you're great at this sport that you do. You're a world elite, but to have your boy take such an interest and in be coming up underneath, this must be like a whole different kind of level of of uh, you know, it just must be amazing. You know, a whole different type of paycheck, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 really cool. It's, and the, the, the biggest thing is just to see how much passion he has for it and drive. Yeah. I mean, if, if you get his drive in some other athlete's body, I mean, man, he'd have some other amazing strongmen. And so that, that's probably the coolest thing to see how, you know, how much drive he has to do it. Um, and, and it's always been since he wanted to do it. I said, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to beg you to wake up in the morning to go to the gym. You're, you're going you're gonna to get up and get ready to go or you're not going to go. You know, I'm like, cause I don't, 
mm-hmm. you know, this is on you. I'm like, I'm, you're not yeah. training because I want you to train, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, I tell people, like, it's, it's on him. Like, all he gets from, from me and the other guys is his guidance. You know, that he's going to do it, he's going to do it right and learn the right techniques. And, yep. You know, but smart. All the, the push and the drive he puts on himself. That's, wow. that's all on him, you know, which, you know, I, I don't like the, you know, how you know, a lot of kids, they get to push on, you know, mom and dad yeah. want them to do this, you know, like that's, that's, you know, what he wants to do. I just, mm-hmm. I just guide him in it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. You're going to do it. You're going to do it right. So, yeah. That's, well, that's you couldn't so cool want a better because, teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's, he's, he's your boy. He's got all this passion. He wants to do it. So you're like, clearly you're not pushing him. It's, yeah. it's must be such a, I mean, it, I can only imagine how that must be. I only have girls, so I didn't have any boys. But if I did have a boy, for him to take interest in what I was doing would have been a whole different level. It would have made it so special. So that's I envy you, brother. That's really cool. Really, really cool. You know, yeah. like, and, be- I know it's, it's a lot of fun. He's, he's, he's just become another one of one of the training partners. The rest of the crew, you know, he's, John. Yeah, you, you, you got to be careful, man, because all, all our female listeners they're gonna be like, "What's going on here?" Really, we don't have daughters? we don't have we don't have female listeners. Are you kidding me? Come on. <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, let's let's real quick look at all of our social media. Hit that button where it says men to female ratio. I guarantee all of us are under ten percent female. Yeah. You know, guarantee. Uh, eleven. Eleven. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we, we don't have we're not catering to females here. Yeah. yeah. No. And for those yeah. of you that are listening, I apologize. I'm not trying to push you aside, but the majority of who we're talking to are men here, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, that's, you know, it's going to be a lot, whole lot of fun to watch him come up. I can't, it's going to be mm-hmm. amazing to watch him come up, brother. Totally awesome. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> really, really cool. <clears throat> so let's, yeah, let's, feels, let's go into you know, some, some fun questions even. here. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, please. I want to hear about him. I, I love hearing about him. Oh, I, he, you know, we, we joke at the gym. Like, he doesn't know because he's, he's a Oh, no, we lost him. He is. Puberty, his natural testosterone hits and all that. Like, dude, man, your lifts are going to do this from the base that you have now. Like, he doesn't even yeah. know yet what his body's going to do in the next couple of years, you know. Oh, yeah. Oof, he's got such a base, you know, and, and – Ten, everything's gonna be so conditioned that man, it's gonna skyrocket. It's gonna be really when he hits fourteen to fifteen. That's gonna be fun. Oh my god! Oh yeah, fourteen to fifteen. Yeah, yeah. It's that seems like the age. Uh, that's just big. Yeah, eleven years old oof. at one eighty five. He's gonna be. He's gonna be. He's gonna be like you. He's gonna be a three hundred pounder. You know, yeah. probably before then to high school. I would imagine. <clears throat> you know, oh, probably yeah, before because he, he's he's much bigger than I was as a kid. I wasn't. Especially his his joints and his bones, he's just he's bigger than big, I was. Big, big kid. And then uh, yeah. you know, his two year checkup, you know, they kind of project height. They project him to be six 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 seven. So, wow. oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, we we got, we got a. I mean, this is like I mean, if you think about it. You look at some of the greatest of all time. They weren't starting at this age. No, and they didn't no. have they didn't have a they didn't have a dad that was teaching them. I mean. I mean, his goals of being the youngest to break all of these, you know, to have all these titles. This is real. This is not just some sort of a kid, you know, hoping. I mean, he's got he's got a head start on everything. Yeah, no, you he's know? he's dead set that he's going to go to Giants Live at sixteen, seventeen. So, wow, wow, God, that's going to be Holy fun to God. watch, brother. Fun to watch. Yeah, totally yeah. cool. <clears throat> so let's switch gears in terms of. So let's talk about. In the current state of strongman, who do you say? Who do you believe are the top five? If you had to rank, not only top five, but put them in numerical order. Ooh, that's a tough one. You know, depending on the given day and, and the events, you know, things can, can shift. Probably ten to twelve guys. You know, um, so just it, think if you had, you if you had to think just more. strongman in general. If you just think of, granted, if you just took, yeah, if you, had you a, definitely got to put. You got to put Martins up there. Obviously, Martins has done really well the last couple of shows. Um, mm-hmm. Martins, Shaw, Shaw's, you know, still Shaw, you know. So you, you still got to put him in that top five. Um, and then there's some, you know, other, you know, new guys that are, you know, you know, kind of battling up there that has some really strong lifts. Um, but 
no Novikov, like well-rounded guys, definitely Novikov. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely JF was in that list, you know. Um, was, he was he was right up there like the rogue, and, and I believe he would have been top five mm-hmm. of the Arnold if, it, you know, things wouldn't have happened. Um, and then uh, I, 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 I still, for me back 100%, I'm in that top five. So here we go. Yeah. Um, here we go. Here we go, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, 20, 2020, I was damn close. So a few you things were. a little better. So yeah. things heal back up. Yeah. I plan on being back there. So let's go, um, baby. That's what I love. love, love one and then stone, there's you know, young guys one, that one got stone some huge lifts. They just have maybe a couple holes in there. They don't maybe quite all around, you know, like Bobby Thompson's got a huge log press, Evan Singleton. Mm-hmm. Uh, his press has come up a bit. His deadlifts come up. He's good at moving events, so he's come a long way. He'll be interested in Worlds this year. Um, see how him go through the heats. Um, there's there's a lot of good guys right now, you know. And then and, um, then you got obviously Tom Stolman, uh, Luke. Luke's right. You know, Luke's got a huge log press. Um, and then uh, you know some of his other events are re- really good. I think deadlifts Barry's biggest Achilles right now. Um, and then uh, you know Bishop on 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 a good day is, is you know right there top two top three in deadlifts you know sorry man there's there's a lot of good guys right now you know depending on on the day and uh, on the set of events you know yeah. kind of how how it favors guys. So yeah. I got a question for you. Yep. It's come out that there's going to be a deadlift ladder at World's Strongest Man this year. Yeah. So what would be your philosophy and then who do you think that would help and who do you think that would hurt who do you think is going to smoke it and who do you think is going to struggle and why obviously uh, the, the the best way to go through that is flop grip so anybody that can go through that with a switch grip a powerlifting grip and not strap is going to yep. be the fastest way to go through it um and because, I mean, if you saw Felix and I at, at Masters Worlds, it was a drag race on, on that deadlift. <laughs> <laughs> and and was fast, but he was having to stop and strap. And it, was, it, was, it killed his time, you know? Yeah. Uh, so any of the guys that can do that, but I think there's only a few guys that are probably capable of doing that. I think, I think Brian can do it. Um, he's got the grip to do that. Was, you know, you know, problem was you know, strong man. Is you know, a lot of guys maybe that came from powerlifting never even done any flop grip, so it's not only just a grip, but opening up that bicep to be comfortable to pull, you know, especially around an 880. That's going to be a big finisher to pull that you know switch grip. But that's definitely going to be the best way to go through it because there's a lot of good deadlifters that will pull all five of those. Mm-hmm. So only going to separate is time. So and, and to take the time strap it kills you. So if you can go through it, yeah. you know. Flop grip, at least if you go through maybe three or four of flop grip, is, is going to be the separator there. Um, so I think guys like Tom, Brian are all capable of, of doing that flop grip and going through fast. Um, and then there's some other guys like Bobby and and, and I don't, Evan probably do flop grip. He's got a good grip. But some of those other guys, I think they might be too tight to open up the bicep to turn and might not have the grip to do it. Because uh, pull pull five of those, you have to have a good grip because your grip's going to start yeah. going. You know, those are five heavy pulls. Uh, especially time you get that eighty and you're already fatigued. Eight eighties on a flop grip. There's not too many guys can do that anyways. And then yeah. to do that on the fifth rep is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. But there's a few guys I believe can do that, and and I definitely, I think I think that's probably favor Shaw honestly, um, mm-hmm. Shaw or, or Tom. Yeah, yeah, that's. <clears throat> That's going to be an interesting event. Oh, this was, was I can hear. We can still hear. We can still hear, you, brother. We, every, every time you pump that ear, we can hear you moving it around. So we oh. can still hear you. Can you hear us? I guess not. I can't hear <laughs> nothing. Else. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess he'll be back in a second. <clears throat> so I guess moving into the next question, brother. So we went to the top five current. Talk to us about top five of all time. All time, you got to put Zabikis, Zabikis, Shaw, Kazmaier. Uh, I think Kazmaier you can still plug into later eras if he trained the way you know 
this era Tran, he, he would get to that level, you know. Um, Odie Wilson, definitely being there. Odie, I think, is still one of the strongest guys not to win World's yeah. Strongest Man. You know, what got, a beast he was, huh? Oh, oh man. man. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for, you know, I don't know about absolute strength, but for being a very efficient would be Ray Magnus because Magnus was a very efficient, yeah. strong man. Oh, yeah. You know, not Sorry, guys. Statically the strongest, but efficient wise, like he was good at all the events and, and he, could, he could still hang with the really strong guys to keep points. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, the dominate on the events he knew he could dominate on. So I think yeah. he's definitely in, in, on that list too. Yeah, that, that that's that, that's a tough list to, to fill because there's I mean a lot of great strongmen on there, but um, I think definitely those guys belong in that so top five. Now totem pull those five. Pull, give a, give them their first, second, third place in the top mm. five. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you put me on the spot, huh, Josh? <laughs> but, but, but I mean, but, but we're talking about a guy who has been at the top for a long time. He's got a vantage point that most people will never see. So, for to hear his opinion is really interesting. To yeah, to I the think average if you put man. him at at the best, I think you probably got Savickas, Shaw, Odie, Kazmaier, Magnus, probably somewhere in in that order. I mean, some of those guys. You know, it's it, it's hard to rate him in the top five because the the, the events were so different. So to different, yeah. At the time, you know, um, yeah. Obviously, the weights, that, you know, Sabikas and Shaw hit in their era were way different from what Magnus and you know Kaz and Odie had. But I, I believe Odie and Kaz would have adapted to this era fine. You know, yeah. as strong as they were. All good. Stuff. You know. Yeah. Funny enough, brother, your top five of all time was very similar to Zydrunas. We had him on, and he he named off pretty much the same list for all time. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, so now going, we we we're going to take you back one step. Now you got to totem pull the current the ter- the current competitors in top five. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three. Uh, well, just on based on the last you know few, you put Brian Martins. Tom, Novikov. Um, I'm, I'm still going to put JF in there just because, you know, of the last, you know, few shows, he was right up there, you know, and then uh, Shaw. Yeah. I mean, there's, <clears throat> there's, uh, there's so, like you said earlier, so many, so many good guys, yeah. you know, yeah. so many good guys. So, yeah. And, and just, you know, depending on, on the events, you know, is you know have you know more of a giant slide world style events set of guys for that. If you have an old Terry Todd Arnold, there's a different set of events for, you know guys for that. You know. Yep. So it, it would you know it would twist a little bit on on the events. You know, they're more athletic and yeah. lighter or higher reps versus just all out heavy, strong, you know, static. Um, yeah. Different set of guys for that. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. sure. No. It's it's kind of interesting because you can't not even remotely pick who the top five or top ten are going to be at World's Strongest Man until you know what the events are. Yeah, it's yeah, it's that sure. big of a difference because yeah. I mean you, you can sit here and go, okay, well it's going to be Brian, it's going to be uh, uh, the Stoltman brothers, it's going to be Jerry, it's going to be, but then they put the events out and yeah. then yeah. You have a 275-pound anvil, which is really fast, you know, so the guys that are quick are going to do good, and a, and a yoke that's not quite a 1,000 pounds, so it's also going to be really fast. As your first event, well, mm-hmm. your top yeah. five is going to be completely different, whereas if it was a 400-pound sandbag and a 1,300-pound yoke, yeah. it's going to be completely yeah. different. So Please. until they do that, it's next to impossible to yeah. really give a prediction it's all yeah. kind of like who you like yeah. um, until they announce the events. Yeah. Now you look at yeah the 20 there, you know, Novikov winning, like you were talking the the, the anvil 960 something yoke. If that had been a 1300 pound yoke, Shaw would won it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, the events. Yeah. It's because it, it could, it could sway, you know, yeah, one way or the other. 
Yeah. Any given day, baby. Any given day can be different. Yeah. You know? And just certain guys who just favor different stuff. You know, like you get something under a thousand pounds, you know, guys like Novakoff and Ferris, you know, they're they're hard to catch. You know, <laughs> they are. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, and, then, and there's and a guy that's take it up to 11, 12, 1300. Spirits. You know, yeah, I, I think you know, Shaw, myself, that we're, we're gonna, you know, be better on it. It's yeah. just, you know, it's just, you know, it's just so, two different things, you know, yeah, just, absolutely. You have the lighter events, <clears throat> absolutely. I, so I, 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 like, particularly, I like the heavier because there's more separation instead of yeah. having you know, 10 drag races, we'll see a little separation, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's, it's more exciting. It's more exciting when a handful of people don't finish, you know, yeah. and then you finally got that. Oh my God, somebody did it. That makes it for an exciting show. Yeah. You know? Well, then for you can sure. see who who won it, right? It's not all down just to a stopwatch or how fast a guy hit a stopwatch. Yeah. Because it's a drag race. Yeah. You know, it's heavy. You know who won it. You know who was second, who was third. Yeah. Just by watching. Yeah. Well, it's also Absolutely. world's strongest man. It's not world's fastest man so <laughs> exactly yeah, well, they've been they've been they've been doing that for the jump way back one with we were talking about od wilson a little while you know a while ago you know that last event okay well let's let's put a heavy backpack on a run them around a goddamn track that, i mean that's it was yeah. so easy to manipulate back in those days also, you know yeah. Yeah, just 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 say right right before the event that we 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 don't want you to win. <laughs> just, just, just save, save the trip around the track. Just just we're gonna give it to John Paul. That's it. I love it. But so, in terms of in terms of up and comers, you know, obviously you were there, and and one of the things that you displayed in your stories was basically just find a way to get it done. Outside yeah. of that piece of advice, what would you what would you say to the up and comers? Because there's a lot of listeners that are, you know, diehard competitors trying to you know claw their way to the top. What what advice do you give to these listeners? I, I, I tell them all the young all the young guys do every comp that you can do because you'll you'll learn something about yourself and it'll make you better. Because mm -hmm. everyone you'll you'll you will just learn more and more. Like, oh, I need to work on that, I need to work on that, you know, and, and that's every every one I did was like that. Every amateur show, when I did the first Fit Expo, I remember going. It was two days. First day, I, I felt great. I was okay. I, mean, I was great. I was tied for seventh with Shemansky going into day two. We go into day two. I felt like shit because I hadn't done a two day heavy show like that, and everybody else yeah. was doing this, and I'm I, I want to go home. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I, now I know what to work on. I got to get better. Yeah, you know that was yeah. a good day. So. Yeah, they kicked ass. <laughs> I won that show that day. Yeah, kicked ass. <laughs> that that's great advice, but, you know, brother. I mean, you know, Nick coming up, like you just you learn as you go. You know. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It makes you better. You you will either it'll break you or you learn from it and get better. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just yep. learn from it. I go okay. You know, oh, I remember the first nationals. I did it was like an eight fifty yoke. I wrapped my knees and it was the worst sixty feet of my life. And I was like, okay, <laughs> now I know what I got to work on. You know, I zero to yeah. two eighty long. All right, I gotta get my overhead up. So I gotta work on this, you know. Then I said, even when yeah. I got up to that first, you know, show up the fix ball. Day two, I was shit. I felt like hell. I'm like, okay, I gotta get better. I got, you know, no matter it's day one, you still gotta come out and push hard day two. Mm -hmm. You yep. know, conditional. Yeah. But the more shows, you won't know that yeah. until you go out to do the shows. And I, I, we just had this conversation about the other day about the these guys that you know quickly turn pro. And, and unfortunately, it, it right it does them a kind of a disservice because they need yeah. all these shows to, to get better and, and yeah. you know grow and, and you know learn. And if they quickly turn pro, they can't do anything. They can do ASM, you know. Uh, so it really kind of almost does some of them a disservice. And then when they do get a shot to go to Giants Live or, or something like that, they're really pretty novice because they haven't done that many shows. You know, so if they go yeah. have a bad performance, they go, ah, oh, they're, they're shit. Well, they're, they're not shit. They just haven't learned yet. You know, they, they can yeah. be great, but they haven't yeah. had enough shows to really, you know, learn, you know. So it, it's important. That's, you got to just go. That's, yeah. that's great advice, brother. That's great advice because a lot, <clears throat> I know the, you know, the this younger generation, you know, they're, you know, they're a different breed when you get down to some of the coming up and they're, it's almost like fear becomes something that doesn't motivate them. It almost dissuades them from taking that step that you just described. So yeah. for all you listening, yeah. take that fear, 
and use it as a motivator to get out there and start competing. That's great advice, brother. Yeah. You know, and get me free and, and, and lose all the damn excuses, you know, yeah. of, oh, I'm not ready. I need more time. Let's go do it. Yeah. Let's go do it. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll find yeah. out if you weren't ready. Go do it. And, and, and <laughs> be able to live with some humility that you're not going to yep. dominate everything you do. Go, go learn. Yeah. You know, yeah. you'll make but you better. Get it'll better. break you or make you better. You know, and yeah. if it breaks you, then you weren't meant to do it anyway. So you, true. Yeah. Lesson learned. That's it. That's it. I love it. All right, brother. So check this out. You get a chance to get into a time machine. You can program any date, any time you want. You get to go back and, and give yourself one piece of advice. What, where, where do you go? What, what going back in your life, where are you going to talk to the younger version of yourself? What are you going to say? Oh man. Which, which, which younger version? Well, you got one. You got one shot in this time machine. What, so what's going to be? What, what's going to be the shot. most potent? Yeah, one shot. Oh, so what's going to be go the most helpful? To? Actually, I'd probably go back to if if I could, you know, be interesting to go back to probably eighteen, nineteen, twenty, somewhere in there. And what if I just started strongman then? Um, what what I would have done? It would have been interesting. But being that being said, I have loved being a part of the era that I've been a part of because I believe this is the heaviest, you know, much heavier than, yeah. this, than it would have been back then, you know. So, it, you know, it would be cool to start then, you know, because as, you know, coming out of football and this, my, my strength level then, and it, it would have been interesting what I would have done, you know, that was starting that much younger and, and a strong man. But then like I said, then by now I probably would have been done. You know, and it wouldn't be been a part of this era and, and how heavy it's gotten, and I I I love it so. It, so you would have basically just gone and t told the young Jerry Pritchett start start earlier. Yeah, yeah, strong man, strong man, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. strong man. Because uh, it, 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 I'm curious what I would have done. You know, if if I'd have been introduced to it then. Yeah. 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 Well, then just like you're saying, you know, you'd have had. You'd have started competing when you were that much younger and you'd yep. have had that much more experience, that much more development, you know, yep. but then obviously there's the flip side. Then those hips may have been given loose like, a little yeah. earlier. There's, there's <laughs> a flip side, you know, it probably been done by now, you know, so yeah. there's a flip to it. So yeah, everything happens for a reason, but it's always kind of yep. fun to talk about, you know, <clears throat> I love it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, brother, you've been, we've had you here for a little more than an hour. We appreciate your time. But one question before we go, you, I mean, you you are literally one of the biggest, baddest men on the planet. And for anybody that's never met you, when 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 you shake Jerry's hand, you get a clear idea of how big he is. When <laughs> when his fingers when his fingers are touching you about mid forearm, you get the real grip of what of what a large man this guy is. So you're you're I mean you're a legend in the sport. You're still here, but there's going to be a time when the physical part of you is gone. What 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 legacy do you want to leave behind? What 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 do you want to be remembered for? Uh, there, there's some still stuff I want to accomplish before I'm done. Um, okay. I want to stand at podium at Worlds, and um, I, I I still want another good run at that deadlift record. Uh, so those are two big ones that I yep. want to I want to leave before I'm done. Um, so that's that's one thing. Body's a little beat up. We're letting it heal up right now, which is fine. But that that fire is still hotter than ever. So, um, and I, I, that's two big things that I want before I'm, I'm done. Very cool. Oh, I think Very you're cool. good. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, sometimes backing up a little bit to, you know, you know, lick some wounds and get healed up is all you need to step back in bigger, stronger, yeah. and always, and you're always smarter for all of the, all the obstacles. So you're always, always just, learning, always learning. That's it. Yeah. You're, 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 just, you're just naive and dumb because you should that's always it. be learning because it'll matter. What age you are, how long you've been doing it, you know, you always learn something. That's it. You know, that made the switch in that deadlift to the more narrow stance is just gonna give you just gonna give you an edge when you're able to open your feet back up and get those yeah. hips back in there, you know? Yeah, so. I, was, I think I'd probably come somewhere back middle between the narrow and where I was before. And I yeah. think it's gonna be some really good power. Yeah. Really cool, brother. Honest, really cool. Honestly, look. looking at it, you might want to stay there. Yeah, no, it, it's 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 come along better than actually I, I thought. You know, Throwing I signed a couple of weeks ago, and it was like, oh shit, that moved pretty well. So it, it's 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 coming around pretty well. Throwing some a lot of, squats. A lot of 
But a lot What's of that? great deadlifters had narrow stance that have just, you know, they just keep getting stronger and stronger. So, yeah. you know, with the power you have, it, you may just keep getting, it may be moving faster and faster to the point where like, hell, I'm going to break the record with my feet together. Yeah, yeah, it really might just stay. Yeah. Throwing some hack squats with your feet close together like that. Yeah. And start doing, start doing heavy hack squats for like sets of eight. That way, like super heavy. Yeah. Watch what happens. Okay. That explosion that you have coming off the ground will come right back, except right. for it won't bother your hips anymore. Yeah. That's what Make a big difference. Yeah. There we go. Oh, yeah. I love it. Well, brother, it has been an absolute honor to have you on the show. Well, thank you so much. You're, like I said, you're a, you know, you're such a huge influence in the sport and uh, we can't wait for you to come back. I'm, I can't wait to see your boy come up. This is going to be really exciting stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So, that being said, Nick, Ock, do you guys have anything else for Jerry before we sign this baby off? No, man, it's just been a pleasure. And uh, like, like like John said, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of you and your son because I know he's going to be a yeah. beast just like you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, guys. Yeah. And it's great seeing you. I love you, brother. And anytime yeah. you want to hang out, train, I can come down there. Or you can come up here. No, you know, just make it happen. Whatever. Do it. All right. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, right. Was I, was told him I was doing this, and he goes, Oh, we should be going to Vegas to do this. <laughs> <laughs> we come so, sit in the garage. We, we, we might have to make a Vegas trip. How's this, Jerry? Next Absolutely. time, you're, de you're definitely a, a, a set. You're a desk that we're going to invite back. So, next time, how about bring Bubba on the show with you? That would be that, really cool. I don't know where we'll do that. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Because then d down the yeah. road, we'll be having him on as the primary. And you'll just be the yeah. secondary down the road, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Very cool. Well, there you have it, everyone. There is another edition of Legends of Iron. As always, we're here to inspire you and help you become the best versions of yourself. Had a great show today with our man Jerry Pritchett dropping some pearls on you. And uh hope you enjoyed it. We will see you next time. Thanks, guys. Legends of Iron is brought to you by MuscleMits. MuscleMits is the creator of Carnival pure beef protein icing. Beef built muscle and carnivore is the world's number one selling beef protein. And don't forget to try our new carnivore flavor, Rocket Pop. Oh, damn. Whoa, this is it right here. Wow, is this is protein? Delicious. This is so good to be protein. Woo, we about to change the game with this one. You're gonna love it.